hello and welcome to the art podcast i'm your host tom cox and today i'm speaking with nadia atura a south london artist who uses photography to capture and collect imagery from all across the world which she then assembles manipulates and layers into idyllic and often surreal scenes of nature She's exhibited twice at the Royal Academy Summer Exhibition and has been featured in the New York Times, Vogue, The Guardian and many more. In this episode, we talk about her development from photojournalist to fine artist and how she navigates the art world in 2022. I hope you find some inspiration in today's episode. Hello, Nadia. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you for joining us today uh, on the podcast. So we're going to talk a bit about your life. We're going to talk a bit about your art and um, let's go straight into it. So why don't you uh, explain for our audience what it is that you do? Uh, Okay, so I would say it's um, mixed media, the work that I produce. Um, I start off taking photographs. So I take lots of these on location using, currently it's digital, but I used to do a lot more medium format and film. And then I layer these together. So I take all the photographs. I take lots of photographs, um, wide landscape, and then I go in and take um, details of the work as well and look at the leaves and kind of study the area. Then I put all these together in Photoshop And I cut them out, put them together, um, lots and lots of different layers. Mm. And then I print these out onto animal paper, which is like a cotton paper that I use. And then I can paint and I can draw on this and I can add washes. And then I re-photograph that and then I put them into the final editions. Wow. And that's it. So it's quite quite a process from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that um, you've you've just come back from a, a holiday. You've just just put some pieces yes. up on your Instagram. Yeah. And that travel is quite a large part of the inspiration process for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Taking, I think taking myself away from the environment and forcing myself into nature. Um, otherwise, you know, I'd probably quite happy in the garden and, you know, looking at all the foliage I've got there and the plants and things. But it's basically uh, traveling is a big thing in my life and it always has been. Um, since I've been able to travel um, because every year we'd go to Italy and my dad um, uh, was from a farm and my mum was from the the centre in Rome but it was just lovely going to the farm and looking at the landscape and it reminds me of family as well that sort of connection with nature Um, so anything to do with a holiday or going away I always think oh I've got to be in nature I've got to see the environment Mm -hmm. and you know yeah and so um, the starting point would be then the photography. So are, yeah. you, are, do you, are you doing sketches as well or is it uh, purely photography? Um, it was a bit of sketches before, but now it is just photography. Okay. Because um, I do a lot of traveling with my daughter who's seven now. And yeah. at the time it was also carrying nappies and things and the other. And it just got too much. And I thought, oh, you know, if good, I'll just use the photography. And then I thought, and then I'll draw and paint on it when I get back. So, mm-hmm. but a lot of the work I do as well is just being present in the nature and so that I'm here now but I can close my eyes and I'm back in Greece or I'm back under that tree because I I spent time you know 10 minutes just taking everything in and breathing it in so that when I'm back in the studio I close my eyes and I can see it there again and then I'm adding those bits that I I recall from memory Mm, yeah so is there something that you're trying to evoke by creating these artworks yeah it's a, a happy place yeah. yeah, I think especially recreating nature. Yeah, it's what 
makes me excited about getting up in the morning and excited about going to bed at night and thinking what I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, myself, I've been doing uh, nature since, well, since the pandemic, actually. And, you know, I was doing my urban landscapes before that. Yeah. But it is definitely, it's a place, it's a place of uh, restoration. And I think it's also, personally anyway, it's an escape. You know, if you live in a big city, but you can come back at the end of the day and look at, you know, yeah. one of your beautiful um, artworks yeah. and, and kind of escape into nature. It's a nice break from the bustle of city yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah. Do you find that now that you're doing your work that's more nature focused, do you find that there's more of a sense of release or relief in that work than the urban work that you're very famous for? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when I was doing my urban landscapes, I mean, that was a good five years of my career. That's, you know, how I marketed myself. I'm the guy who does urban landscapes. Yeah. Um, I, that I was celebrating the bustle of city life. I was also younger. I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. I yeah. was more. I was embracing that part of my life more. Yeah. And then after the pandemic, I just found that I want to be away from the city because yeah. the city contains the idea of humanity and uh, society and and all of the um, craziness that comes with that. You know. Yeah. And I just wanted like peace. I wanted quiet yeah. at that point. I wanted yeah. to be away from it. And and I think that yeah, that gives me goose yeah. pimples when you say that because that's exactly how I feel as well. And I think during the pandemic that um, came through about um, wanting peace and quiet. And mm. I didn't really crave that sort of going out and the hustle and bustle that, that all the reasons why we come and live in London. I know that you're yeah. from London, but the reasons why we come here is because of the hustle and bustle and humanity. Yeah. But during that time was really, a, yeah, about reflection and being immersed in the green and yeah. 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 Oh, okay, cool. So, right, let's go back a little bit earlier in your life then. Yeah. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah, what were your first experiences with, with art? Um, first experiences were, I do remember that um, one of my uncles, who isn't related by blood, but he's an uncle married into the family. Yeah. So he was my mum's uncle, so he's a great uncle. He was a painter, and these paintings were in every single member of our household all the, the 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 you know the grandparents the aunties uncles the cousins had one of his pieces of work mm. in the house and they were beautiful they were of countryside of nature they often had people in there working the land and they had a timeless quality to them and I and I fell in and as soon as I saw them they were places that I could look and stare at and and feel mm. this sense of wonder and calm uh, and that was my first vivid memory of, of falling in love with art and the power that it has to to hold you and and to give you those emotions. And then, I, you know, going on holiday and I would be doing drawing and painting and I'd be doing sketches of my family or sketches outside. And I think it was something that I was good at. Mm. So I think, you know, you'd get that praise and validation. Yeah. Um, it's an, and at school you know I'd get like my little stars for doing art and drawing and you know <laughs> yeah. collecting stars and that was good because I wasn't so I wasn't academic at yeah. all mm. um and it wasn't till I was about 26 that um mm. I found out that, well, that I, ha I am dyslexic okay. um so it was a long time so you know my attention span anything to do with writing was just out the window yeah. and I wasn't reading books and I found it difficult and the you know the words were getting jumbled so art was always my happy place it was mm. always that place where I could create I could get lost in and and there was that kind of validation that you know 
actually you're quite good at that you know it's it's something you enjoy and you know there's that love that you have and then Mm. yeah so So, uh, um i guess as you grew up um then did you decide to go to art school or yeah Um, so what did you study yeah so i studied a foundation course which i did um and that was really good fun and then i came down to london and uh i was doing a bit of interior design um, from that um, but it wasn't something that I really enjoyed it was yeah. three it was 3d and I just preferred something that was more 2d um, okay. so then um, I ended up just doing jobs so I was doing managing uh, in shops in Mulberry and then at the night time I would also work in bars and I did that yeah. for for several years okay. uh and that so that took me all into my 20s and I was going out I was going out a lot then yeah uh, lots of partying yeah lots of partying yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know it was all good fun at the time yeah of course. um and uh yeah and I you know it was there wasn't any rush to do art then it was mm. just all about falling in love with London and uh, seeing yeah. what London had so yeah so I did that in my 20s and then yeah. it got to a point where I thought, okay, I've got to get a bit more serious now. Mm. So um, I did a bit of nighttime studying and I ended up thinking, oh, I quite like doing this photography. So was the studying in a photography course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it was A-level. I was like doing a bit of nighttime stuff. Yeah. Uh, And then I ended up doing a postgrad at London College of Printing. That's what it was called at the time. In photojournalism. Yeah. London College of Communication. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So I did that in 1999. Um, yeah I think I graduated in 2000 yeah yeah and then I started working actually in Brixton there's a gallery there called the 198 gallery which is near Hearn Hill yeah yeah a a lovely gallery so I was working there and I was um, they've been there for quite a long time they have yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. so he was the one that set it up uh and there was a lot yeah so I was teaching in their photography and uh, and then I started meeting artists again mm. who were um, showing at the gallery, met some lovely artists, uh, one in particular called Reggie Pe- Pedro, whose work was just absolutely beautiful. R- Reggie uh, Pedro? Yeah, Reggie Pedro, yeah. Um, what, what was he uh, Well, his co- actually, time? his colours remind me of your colours that you have now, especially in the um, peach um, range. Mm. Um, he did it as urban landscapes that he did. So there's a lot of portraits, yeah. but there's something really beautiful. And it, like you said about being in your 20s, it was all about sort of like humanity and crowds and people. So mm. the same thing for me as well. And... Uh, but his work just had a gentleness to it, and he was such a gentle soul as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, and it was yeah, just lovely meeting the artist. And I bought a few pieces of work from there um, when I was there, and then I started thinking, oh well, it was in the back of my mind, thinking, oh, this might be something I should really be doing myself. But I was just trying to pay the rent, and sure. you know, I was just doing that. So. Yeah. But in the yeah. back of your mind, you were still thinking, still, you know what? yeah, there were some more of those gold yeah, stars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that validation, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you just end up getting in a kind of, especially in somewhere like London, where mm. it's kind of, you have to pay the rent, you have to eat, you, you know, and it's very expensive to live here as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And I just got caught up in that for yeah. many years. Absolutely. So, yeah. so then, um, so you're working at the 198 Gallery, yeah. and, and, and what, what was the. Was there a uh, was there a turning point? Was there a moment where you said, "Right, that's it. I need to start building a body of work and and exhibiting again"? Like, yeah, it was so. It, so that was for a few years, and then I ended up doing 
working freelance in press and PR. So I was doing okay. a lot of that. So I think I did that for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, and where were you doing that? Just uh, little local newspapers and local councils as well, uh, like Westminster and Brent and uh, Islington. And then I started doing stuff for the pharmaceutical society. So there was a lot. Of, it was more like advertising, I'd guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, well that's, that's what I felt. It's quite a good foundation, yeah. if I may say, for... Yeah for any creative career because you know it's all one thing being great at creating something but it's another thing actually getting that out into the world yeah yeah you're right yeah and it is hard to take those steps especially if you haven't got a network or if you left your network behind and because I noticed that everyone that studied on the postgrad course that there's only a couple of them that actually do postgrad that do photojournalism everybody it kind of I think in when was it sort of yeah about 20 years ago it was the advent of digital so everyone kind of had a camera and everyone was making news um and um yeah news agencies were more outsourced and people went on a payroll so it was a lot harder so a lot of the people I studied with got into making film, but as in promotional videos. Right. Yeah. Uh, and these are people with huge talents, but th- that's what they ended up doing because it, it's quite hard to find those breaks. But a couple of them did end up going on to be fantastic photojournalists. Okay, so that's, cool. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, but it was after a holiday in India. It was a holiday in work. I'd sort of set myself a pro. I was all setting myself projects and trying to sell them. And one of them was going in India and is doing many overnight train trips as I possibly could do. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I sort of racked up about 40 overnight train trips. And wow. then was going this, in. Was this back to back or what were you A like? couple of days. A wow. couple of days, one place, then get a train, a couple of days. So it was all about the sort wow. of the journeys. And so it was very much about traveling and observing. And that's when I st- so I was getting away from people then, although because all the time was about um, a social documentary about people, people's lives. And this time, this and I just started absorbing all the nature again, and and especially on the train travels and just having that time to stop and look. And, how, how long were you in India for? Oh, sorry, um, I was there for three months. Three months. Yeah. Wow. So and was, so forty trips back yeah. to back yeah uh, well ish we yeah. a couple of days in between yeah, yeah. and you were there yeah. the whole time with yeah. your camera yeah yeah observing Just, yeah observing yeah yeah That's and eating and lots what of was your what was the intention then you said you, you set yourself do, a project you wanted yeah. to what were you thinking you were going to do with it i thought i was going to do something about rail travel and the people's lives and the people on the trains and that was what I set myself. But then uh, that wasn't what I was finding very interesting. I was yeah. finding the nature interesting. Okay. Uh, and the people were really secondary. And I thought, well, this is interesting. This feels like I'm going back to my childhood mm. where I'm having this connection with nature again. Mm. And yeah, so I it took loads. I took film. It was all film then. And it was medium format. And um, then in each place I'd stay, I'd like find the local... Um, processes and get the work processed and because mm. I thought if I have all this film on me and it becomes exposed I'm going to lose it all so I yeah. have to go and get it processed so I did and there was some of the processing well I had sort of the film was some was out of date because I wanted to see if I could do something a little bit arty yeah then I looked back at the roles when they were contacted and I couldn't really see that there were I guess interesting abnormalities in them but when I actually printed them out there were all sorts of color casts on them there were sort of like streaks on them and 
And I thought, well, I can't use this. This isn't going to work. You know, this isn't right. sort of documentary. And I thought, well, no, it's actually something else. It's yeah. more, this is more poetic. Yeah, this, yeah, in yeah. fact, is more beautiful with these mm. scratches on it. And, mm-hmm. and then some of the um, negatives had contacted as well. So there was one so negative what, on I, another. I'm not a uh, film, uh, oh, film okay. guy. So tell me, what does it mean when you say when they contacted? So um, I think during the processing, I think maybe, um, or actually it might have been my fault that I didn't wind on. So usually when you, you know, you wind on. Yeah. So, um, and maybe I didn't wind on. So you're winding so the film onto the... Onto the next. So then you have a, you have a blank frame and you yeah. take the photograph, it gets exposed. Then you wind on and you take another blank. Well, I might have not winded on. So it right. could have been that okay. as well. There's yeah. a lot that happened yeah. of that. But also, I don't know if whether... I oh oh I in the chemistry whether the films got stuck together because there were I I don't understand what I don't understand what happened anyway right, but there was yeah. lots of things of there weirdness. was lots of happy accidents yeah lots of happy accidents yeah. which I think my work is a mm. happy accident um, well that's quite interesting that you say that especially the fact that you went out with the intention of one thing you yeah. know to capture the people and perhaps their stories yeah and you came back with something entirely different yeah I feel like that's that's yeah. art in in pretty yeah. much all its forms for yeah. everyone you know you have an idea of what you want to do but the joy and the art comes in in the discovery yeah. actually so yeah. and i think a lot of people when they're new to art they go oh, i had this idea in my head and then i tried to put it on the canvas and it didn't work and so i hate it yeah and it's like yeah. now you're missing the point yeah you're missing yeah. the point the point is the discovery right yeah. so and and you have to be fluids you have to be able to be adaptable and realize when an opportunity comes on the path creatively and yeah. and move in that direction yeah. and listen to what's happening in front of you yeah yeah it is a journey it mm. is a journey it's a self-discovery yeah. and I think that before I had been representing other people and it had to fit a brief as well so mm. there was that you had to take into consideration yeah and then I sort of on this journey in India I realized well actually it, this is like my journey and I'm finding it more interesting than everyone else's journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I can tell my journey better than you, yours anyway. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, you tell your story. Yeah, yeah I'll tell yeah. mine. You tell yeah. yours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, when I first met you, it was in the Lambeth yeah. Open uh, open Houses, I guess it's called. Open House or Open yeah, Studios. That- and But we were sharing uh, a space in St. Yeah. Matthew's Church in Brixton, yeah. uh, along with David Taylor. Yes, lovely. Um, lovely yeah. man. Yeah. Um, between this trip in India and yeah. that encounter when we first met, yeah. how what happened in between? So, oh yeah, and that, that show that we were at, that was the second time I'd ever shown anything. Because yeah. before that had been that Lambeth, um, the one on Josephine Avenue the urban art did fair. you do that one i did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that oh yes you did yes yeah, i think so I we both mom. kind of we were yeah. both we were both setting up about the same time yeah little yeah, yeah, fledglings yeah. yeah yeah um 2005 2004 i think no around. not 2004 was it not uh, five? Two, no 2015 yeah 15, yeah. yeah oh sorry yeah. sorry 15 yeah, yeah not <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i wish i wish i found there. out then <laughs> Um, so I was still doing press work, came back and I was just finding it more and more difficult to sort of engage with doing press work. So Mm. I, um, had met my partner, we'd fallen in love and we were going to have a family. Mm. So it was when we found out that we're expecting a baby and I thought, okay, 
if I can't, I can't, if I can't promise myself that I'm going to be the artist and the person I want to be, I'm going to promise you that's in the tummy. And, and as I promised my daughter in vitro, like sort of 28 weeks. And I said, okay, I promise you that by the time you're five, I am going to be painting in a field and that's how I make my money. That's how I support myself. And that's how I'm going to support you. Because I thought if I can't, I yeah, thought, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, that's it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Becoming yeah. accountable, creatively yeah. accountable yeah. to your child. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So that was, so she's seven and a half now. So that was sort of eight years ago. So then I then started looking back at all my work from India, started printing it out, mm. started looking at it in terms of, okay, this is something I can work with. Um, and then it was while I was spotting a print um with with paint so there's you know there's when you print sometimes you'll get white areas okay or there's dust so you're going to paint over it right. so i was painting over it and then i thought you know what i'm just going to paint a bit more mm. <laughs> i'm just going to and then you know this accident started happening i thought mm. i quite like that actually mm. um and that's how that started uh, it was just accidents and other times where I'd uh, I was working on the work and I'd scratched. I was putting pencil and I scratched everything. I was like, oh god, that looks like awful. But I thought, well, actually, I quite like it, so I'm going to scratch mm. it a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, you know, adding this th- elements that seemed a bit more poetic. And then I kind of I think I put some work on Etsy and and people started buying and and I, I was still so you working started, you very much started on etsy you were yeah. selling work through etsy yeah. and this was yeah. this at the time this was photographic work that you'd been manipulated and, yeah that was and, pre- yeah and like framed up and, and ready to go online yeah not framed but just printed okay, just yeah in tubes, yeah sort yeah of in the post. Yeah, yeah and just and also working so you know i'd get calls and at that time i was, I was doing a lot more work for um the um, royal parks okay so um and i was sort of seeking work that was a bit more um green orientated so mm. i was doing a lot more um work that was taking me outdoors which mm. i was loving but still it was portraits but then there were some jobs where you know, i'd have to photograph the gardens mm-hmm. and that was a lot more beautiful and in just more exciting um and then it got to about two years of doing that or you no know, so after i saw you that was 2015 i the big really break was um yeah so my daughter was born in 2015 and i'd a, my friend lena bladberg who is an artist from crystal palace as mm-hmm. well i'd been buying art from her and loving her work and she's the one that told me to do urban art and she said um why don't you I saw her at the other art fair mm. and she said why didn't you apply and I was like I am not applying there you know, in, in no way why Why? oh just because I did there was just quality work up there and I really admired the artist there I thought I'm not anywhere near what's going on over here I'm yeah. not gonna not gonna Bit do of that. imposter syndrome yeah well yeah. yeah which I have every day <laughs> uh, you can't get away with that yeah um and but I did and so our daughter was one year old and we I always said to my partner I'm not going to stop traveling it doesn't matter as matter she's one year we're still going to go so we did this trip to the U.S. a road trip for six weeks and I collected lots of material from there that was the intention was also to get a lot more work because by then I started figuring out what I was doing and from all these mistakes I was making I started to feel that I had some direction that was going in because before it was like all sorts of things that were going on it wasn't a steady path 
and it was while we were traveling in the US. Um, oh, I was rejected from the other art fair. So I got, oh, sorry, blah, blah, but we put you on the waiting list. Um, and then it was, we were there and it was like our last two weeks in there in the States. And I got this email saying, we, we can offer you a place. Yeah. Someone's dropped out uh, and it's in three weeks time. So I had a week to prepare for after we came back from West Coast, America. Yeah. And then, so I did the show and I'd also applied to the Royal Academy. Okay. I'd never, I'd, I'd never I didn't even know what, what was going no, so on there. Sorry, you, the summer you, exhibition. You did the other art fair then. So I did the other art fair. And how did it go? That was your first one. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Do you know, on so many different levels, the the community of artists there are, are just fantastic. And that's, I think, what I'd really miss was the community and having mm. other people that you can talk to and engage with and be excited about and be passionate about and you have a journey it's like you're having a journey with them as well Mm. um and then the organizers just they just know what they're doing in terms of marketing and representation and they're really helpful Mm. and they bring in this crowd the clients who are they're engaged and they want to know whether there are other artists that want to know about your process or about your journey or just interested to get inspiration or the the buyers or it, they just bring in an amazing crowd of people and mm. the, you you learn from them um and yeah and i made a lot of sales which blew me away mm. um so that of course encouraged me to reapply and i mm-hmm. did and um and then being with other artists as well i was able to say well, you know what do you think about this should i do this and mm. that was lovely but i'd also um, put a piece in we'd been away to Norway my partner's Norwegian and we'd gone away the winter and we'd had an amazing winter in the snow and I did this piece that was very quite barren and they had lots of pencil marks in there and also it was photographic but it was really oh, it, was, it was like an etching actually the way it, it looked and the way that I was going anyway I put that in to the Royal Academy and it, and it got in mm. And uh, that was incredible. That was one of the best days of my life, going to the um, the Royal Academy. Um, what, the varnishing day? Yeah, the varnishing day. <laughs> oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah, what was the experience like? It was just um, if it, all that, the work there, all the, just going in there and it, it not being just a normal gallery event. It was like you were part of it as well and mm. part of... And, you know, there's Barbara Ray there and there was just all all these artists that you just, you know, absolutely love are are there on the same walls as well. And that sort of and I love that eclectic part of the show in that all sorts of works are represented and you can get excited about all sorts of works. It's not just one genre. And that's yeah. And then, you know, free food. And drink. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just a really lovely event and you felt really cared for and. And I, I sold out, <laughs> so that was quite amazing. So I had a, I put seventy six pieces in, and um, somebody contacted. In, uh, sorry, I was in like seventy six editions, editions yeah. of that piece, and you sold out. Yeah. Wow. So, a week, so you were one of these people with the crazy uh, amount of red dots. Yeah. I going all the way around. Yeah, the but artwork. I didn't have any red dots. You see, because oh, they hadn't put them up at the there time. Was no red dots. No. So somebody <laughs> contacted me and said, "I'm trying to buy a piece from you from the Royal Academy," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, just buy a piece. It's there." And they said, no, it's not available. And I said, well, it is available. I Weird. said, there are 76. Yeah. So I phoned them up a week later after it opened. And I said, um, 
excuse me, someone's just asked to buy a piece and uh, I've given you 76. And I had a look. They went, yep, we don't have any more left. <laughs> wow. Like, what? What? So someone action? was coming. You probably could have sold 200 maybe. I could have. I was like, shut up. Oh, yeah, no. my God. No, wow, but I'd, that's I'd, incredible. Yeah, but I'd already sold. No, because it was all, I'd, I made that piece, but I'd already sold like 25 already so yeah, that's where yeah, yeah. okay so you had 50 to go or i so. only yeah so only, i could only give them 76 ah, that's all right, i had yeah. that's all i had of it and it's it's not oh. an addition well so, what, that must have blown your head off oh that was <laughs> yeah that was amazing that's my little gold stars there yeah <laughs> that's like, yeah wow. that's the stars yeah the <laughs> yeah. red dots are the my stars little, yeah <laughs> my little girl stars yeah so yeah that mm. was really good that was amazing yeah. and that and then you just you feel that validation because you just don't know and as an artist well, you you know yeah. you start looking at, at your your blank screen your blank page you're anything mm. what am i get where's it gonna where's this gonna take me yeah. it's that journey and you just start putting bits together it's mm, like a puzzle mm, and they go you know oh I'll, I'll sleep on it whatever but i also i think you do the same work on a few pieces at the same time yeah. so when that one is you're losing it with that one you'll go to that one and each one feeds off the other Exactly. So I, yeah, yeah, I do it keeps the same. A nice continuity yeah. in the work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. In, you know, a lot of artists, we're making work in isolation. Yeah. Right. And like you said, like you don't know, am I, yeah. am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Am I not doing the right thing? Like, unless you're just totally big headed, you have no idea no. Um, if what you're making is actually going to get a response. You yeah. might love it, but you don't know if someone else might love it. Yeah. So, you know, especially when you're in the build up to an exhibition, I, I'm very rare to meet an artist that is fully, you know, sure. And, you know, I think the the, the only thing that we can do really is to to be sure that we've done our best. Yeah. You know, we've done our best. If we're happy with the work. Yeah. You don't have to prove it to anyone else. But you still have that, you know, you still have that thing. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I've spent four months working on this or however long. You know, I hope I get some uh, yeah. some money now so I can keep yeah, making exactly, more work, basically. Exactly. Because yeah. you sort of think, have I gone off on a tangent? Is that right? Do those colours look good together? But, well, you know, I it. like that. I mm. like it. Is it or is it just me or is it, you know, and then you, you might, your mum will always say, oh, I love it, you know. Yeah. So is it just my mum's going to love it? Or, But I do yeah. often say, I do ask, like, my partner and a couple of my sister, a couple of other people, you know, what do you think What do you think about this? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, because sometimes, cause sometimes I think my colours might be. Who's your critical voice? Who, who's, the, who's the person you you can trust the most to, to tell you when they don't like it and to tell you when they like it uh i think between my partner and my sister is one yeah, yeah the, i think they're the ones yeah 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 either or yeah it, it's important to have those yeah. people but you know what i mean there's obviously now there's instagram so you might put a piece of work on there and That's then true. you're going to get some feedback whether people go oh my god i love it or you're just not gonna get any engagement yeah. at all and you go oh i'd nobody like that what's going yeah. on there but then can you trust that? You know, yeah, is that you? was that just a bad day for the yeah. algorithm? You know, yeah, yeah, just, the algorithm. God. Yeah, it's like we need it, but then you've got to be careful not yeah. to let it like feed you as yeah. well, like yeah. c- come back the other way. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time these days I see a lot of people, they build up a big body of work and they release it as a collection. Mm. Do you do that? Like, because you just said, you know, oh, I put it out and then mm. I see the response and then maybe that feeds how many you want to yeah. get printed or etc cetera, etc cetera. so what's your process in terms of i yeah um releasing your work how- so I, I i set myself a goal which i have not done this year because i've had a series of misfortunes mm-hmm. um of producing a new work every two weeks okay so that's what i and i've done that for the last four years i've produced you know every two weeks i produce a new work um but this year i haven't because we, we bought um, a new house 
Um, and there was a lot of stuff that needed doing. And I had my of stuff course. in storage for like, oh, well, five months. Yeah. I couldn't get to my stuff. I was losing. And then just before a show, which was the other art fair in March, I was having, I thought, oh, I'm going to have a weekend with the family. We're just going to go to the park, chill out. I'm not going to do I'm not going to do any framing. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just mm. going to be present. And got, got on the scooter, my daughter's scooter. And I just fell off it really badly and broke my hands. Oh, no. Re- I smashed into a wall. I, oh, I my broke God. this. Oh, it was just yeah. awful. And then, wow. so that was it. And it was, so that was, I did that on Sunday evening, went to A&E. And then Thursday, I had to hang a show. Well, oh, my I God. I had to frame, so I had to go and get um, a friend of mine from the street who actually was, also went to art school. Luckily, he's in between jobs at the moment, so he helped me with the framing. My sister, luckily, had taken randomly had taken a week off work and she was like i'll help you so she oh, wow. helped me in the show so that was good yeah. um but that having a broken hand i broke four bones in it um it, yeah it was nasty and then i Aye. got this thing called trigger finger anyway there's Oof. lots of stuff and then i got identity theft anyway there was just lots oh, of stuff God. so it's like been three weeks that no one's taken anything out of my account but since march when i lost my phone as well i've had identity theft it's just been awful just constant wow but has that not has that tied up now i hope so it hasn't been three weeks three weeks that no one's been spending money at apple store so a massive purchase is like a thousand pounds and i did not spend that um so it's big stuff and different and through different accounts then i had to go and have my computer cleaned and because they don't i don't know where it's coming from because it's every time i get a new card from my two different banks i'm getting this fraud going on oh so they're like every time you get something new they're still somehow able to even use that and then they call me and it's like oh you know we know where you live and uh yeah there's all that but we know where you live we are calling from blah blah bank and uh Oh, God. So there's all that weirdness we know you know. And well, yeah. we live in this uh, technological oh age. And you, imagine, it's just yeah, so, it's just, it's so, yeah, when we put our information online and, yeah. and we, yeah, maybe we sign up to something exactly, without realising what yeah, we're doing. And those emails, saying. so many emails, bloody hell. I like, know. And the thing uh, is, you're like, you know what it's like to have a business. You have to open them all up, you know. Well, yeah. Not all of them, if they say, yeah. like, you know, if they're some weird or they don't have yeah. your name. But, the, the, you know. The, the you... ones that get you is, for me, the only time that I've clicked on one and gone, fuck, that is oh, no. not what I meant to click on. Oh, no. Was they they somehow time it perfectly. Like, I'm waiting for a DHL shipment. Yeah. And it's like yeah. something about DHL. Yeah. And so yeah. my guard's down. I'm expecting yeah. it. And then I click it. Oh, bollocks. That's, that's fake. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. And it's like, that's when it gets you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be so careful yeah. with these things. Yeah. I mean, I'm 31, you know, and when I when I speak to my parents, you know, it's a mm. worry. It's a yeah. worry, you know. You've yeah. got to be, uh, yeah. you have to be, you know, if you're not of a, a younger generation, no. like, you're not used to it. And it will catch, it does it catch will. you yeah, off It will, yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I use a password manager now. Oh. Um, yeah, it's called 1Password. Okay. Um, and I just use that and it, it generates different passwords for all of my accounts. So wow. I've got different passwords for absolutely everything. Wow, okay. So, yeah, because I, I, I saw I saw someone's Instagram account got hacked, uh, an oh artist gosh. that I follow called right. Uh, Rosso. Right. And uh, her account got hacked. She had about 15,000 oh. followers. And can you imagine that's your whole business? Well, not your whole business, but it's a big part of your marketing. Yeah. Can you imagine your Instagram account got yeah. hacked now? Yeah, yeah. Right? So 
after I saw that, I was like, I need to take more security measures for my business because I run my online shop, yeah. the, 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 my website, my yeah. Instagram, you know, my QuickBooks, yeah. everything. It's all digitalized. And if I'm using the same password, you know, which I used to do, I had like two or three yeah. variations of the same yes. password. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, I was like, no, I, I'm, I'm not taking that risk anymore. Oh, wow. It's like 40 quid a year. 50 all right, quid a year. okay. Peace and of mind. You, you need it. You don't have to remember those passwords, though. It'll I've just... just got to remember one password okay. to get me into the manager. Oh, that's and then it. I can... Yeah, and then I'm good. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that's what, because I, cause top, you know, also, <laughs> oh, yeah, also being dyslexic, it's like there's an amount of words I can remember. So yeah. please, you know, underwriting and stuff and getting yeah, mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah we've got to watch Thank out you. for these things yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Um, so I've got a question that I ask everyone in all the interviews, uh, which is yeah. who is your favorite living oh. artist? Oh, my gosh. Living. Living. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. We're not going back. We're, oh. going, we're going present. Yeah. Oh gosh, do you know what? Because my the, what I'm taking inspiration from the moment is this um, is an illustrator, Carl uh, von Martius, but he's from the 1800s. Okay, but I'm loving his work. I'm just absolutely loving his. He got Carl von Martius. Martius, Carl okay. von Martius. Yeah, a German bota- botanist, and yeah. he went out to Brazil and he collected like 300,000 specimens, and cool. and then on location he was painting them and drawing from all different. And then he'd put them in the landscape. You can see the mm. landscape. Oh, it's just work just blows you away. I mm. love and I find it really inspiring. Mm. And that whole Brazilian South American landscape anyway. Uh, but oh my gosh, current. <laughs> oh, I guess the person that I feel I've been inspired most to go on this journey is, I guess, David Hockney. Okay. I would say, yes. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I don't know why I, yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I think d- the, his, use of, his use of colour, and I do love his landscapes. I just love those blocks of colour that he uses. And I mm. know those landscapes because I grew up in that area where, mm. from in the walls as well. And it's just, I know, and you know, and I can look at his work and I'm, I'm, I'm down with those country lanes up north and I'm like, oh, this, mm. I'm in a David Hockney. This is, you know, I can see it and I'm here and... And he's just prolific and I love his work. Just mm. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what have you got uh what have you got coming up this autumn then? Okay. Well this autumn on the eighth of September to the uh, to the second of October, I've got Tom Cook's gallery south of the river. South of the river. Thank yeah. you. And what, yeah. what what are you gonna be showing in our exhibition, South um, of the River? It's called Cactus Song, which is a piece I did this summer. Um, which is influenced actually from, I've, got, I've just moved house. And so it's kind of overlooking a lot of inspirations from the sunset that we have. And we've got this gorgeous pink sort of at the moment, sort of west, southwest face, northwest facing because the sun's quite sort of in the more northwest now. And it's just beautiful, really inspiring. And yeah, it's got, um, it's got lots of foliage from um, Mexico and... Um, the tropics some mm. from uh, sri lanka anyway it's just lovely and some from elche in spain because i went to these gorgeous cactus groves there anyway so that's my new piece mm-hmm. and i love that because you always love your latest one yeah um and then i've got on the 22nd um of september to the 25th i've got um the other art fair in los angeles oh wow which i'm very excited about cool uh, um, um have you done uh foreign other art fair before i've done yeah i've done new york with the other art fair okay the three times i've done that and yeah. there's a group of us that go up so now there's um 
a group of eight artists from mm. um, London that are going. I'm really excited about that. There's four of us that are sharing a house. Yeah. So, and we're going to go to Palm Springs uh, and Joshua Tree. Amazing. For a couple of days, get yeah. some inspiration and yeah. jet lag recovery. And then yeah. the show, which is, show. it's it's oh, hectic, right. but I'm really looking forward to it. Very nervous as you are about all the logistics mainly sure yeah um, how do you find that i mean how was your experience with new york i i mean i i know personally sending uh framed work yeah. across a yeah. continent oh, is uh yeah that would be nerve-wracking it is yeah because you don't know am i going to have a show am i going to have anything to hang is yeah. it going to arrive because i do know artists whose work hasn't arrived really and that is a real shocker yeah where they just can't hang a show or it comes really so late. So they've paid for the fare, they've paid for the shipping and the work just doesn't show up in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there's, oh. like, there's 120 artists, it might happen to one of the artists, Gosh, but yeah. you don't want to be that artist. Yeah. You just awful feel sorry for whoever that happens to so you've got to rely on your shipper, mm. you've got to rely on customs, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. Yeah. Um, but no so, problem so far. No, so I shipped That's my fantastic. work, and then yeah, and it's been okay. So this time, yeah, you must be wrapping work. them beyond belief. Yeah, I can is it all glass? You got glass? Yeah, in your no, I'm not going to do back? glass. Do you know what I'm doing? Yeah. I'm I've sent the work to a framer called the Sherman Gallery in um, in Los Angeles, Marina Del Rey. So they're going to frame the work because yeah. I don't want to take the chance of anything. Yeah, why? Yeah. And actually, it's probably cheaper anyway than sending yeah. it. In its in a crate, in all, in a crate yeah. and, and with yeah, that makes much more yeah. sense. So I've got to sell it all. So that's you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. I was like, True, if I don't yeah. sell it, I'm going to surf it into the sea. I'm going to have to use mm -hmm. it as a surfboard. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I'm um, I'm going to do that. And um, so that's LA. And then I've got um, same again. I've got the other art fair, which is going to be in London on the 13th to 16th of October. And then I've got Battersea Affordable Art Fair on the 20th nice. to the 23rd. Who are you showing with at uh, Will's Battersea? Art Warehouse. Will's Art Warehouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with cool. um, lovely Rachel and Pixie and Joelle. So, yeah, that's I really I love that fair. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then I've got the 3rd to the 6th of November in New York with the other art fair. So that's wow. a nice one. For so November. you really are, you really embrace it's, the other art fair. That, yeah. that is yeah. one of your biggest channels yeah, in yeah. terms of sales through the year. It is. Yeah. 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 It's, and reaching that audience is fantastic. And I've noticed that through Satchi Art, I do sell a lot of work in the States as well. That's a huge market. Yeah. So it's going to be nice to connect with um, clients who have yeah. bought already and meet new yeah. clients. And I'd love to also go to, they do one in Dallas which I'd love to go to. Mm. And uh, well, Chicago, Dallas yeah. is quite a um, bustling place right now. Yeah. Everyone in America seems to be moving there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's climate, or yeah, maybe sort of Austin or, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit more liberal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. all right. Well, this sounds like you've got a very busy winter ahead yeah. of you. Lots yeah. of international travel and shipping. Yeah. So yeah. I hope it all gets there. In, Thank and, you, and, Tom. And as do you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm very looking forward to uh, seeing your Cactus song on yeah. the 8th of september that is next thursday well when this comes out it will be it will be already out so oh, that cool. exhibition will be until the 2nd of october so come up to crystal palace and check it out yeah um if someone wants to follow you on instagram what is your instagram handle it's nadia.atura okay and that's a-t-t-u-r-a -T -T that's correct all right cool thank you nadia thanks Tom, right. for having me bye bye bye
All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Nadia Atura. It was a real pleasure to have her tell me about her intuitive approach to living and creating art. If you would like to see her work, as I said, get yourself up to Crystal Palace. Our exhibition, South of the River, which displays the work of over 15 South London-based artists, is now open till the 2nd of October. If you'd like to find out any more about the exhibition, head over to the website www.tomcockstudio.com. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram and see the work of the artists that I curate, the Instagram handle is at Tom Cox Gallery. And if you'd like to see the work that I create, my Instagram is at Tom Cox Art. So have a wonderful week and I look forward to sharing our next guest with you next time. All the best.